Hello everybody out there in Clicksland and welcome to another episode here on Clicksland. I like always am your host Adam. This is episode number 109. We're almost at that 110 mark. Let's see what we can do for this episode. With me in the studio as always is my co-host Dan. Dan, how are you doing today? Good, how are you? Awesome. Awesome, that's a new word. I was going to say good, but then awesome came out of my mouth. Uh, Kane, like usual, will be joining us later, but we do have a special guest. Miles Kane is joining us on the podcast today. So we have two Canes. On the podcast tonight, now that I think of it. But, uh, Miles, how are you doing? I'm actually I'm doing pretty good. I just got done working 10-hour shifts, so I just got off like about 15, 20 minutes ago. So I'm so, pretty good right now. So you always feel pretty good after you get off on a 10-hour shift. Uh, Miles, oh, yeah. Miles actually put us over on last month's Patreon to put up Ghost Rider or Cosmic Ghost Rider for a prize, and... Oddly enough, he's the one that actually won it, which was shocking. He was the last one. He put us over the 190 mark for the month, and lo and behold, you walked away or walked away with a Cosmic Ghost Rider. Yeah, yeah, that, I was surprised. I was hoping for it, um, and I was like, yes. I originally wanted the mystery box, but I think I, I, I think I got what I wanted. Yeah, the, the mystery box, if you guys didn't see, was the old-school Batmobile from... Uh, I can't even remember what set that was. Was that Batman? No, what set was that from? I don't even know. I got to look it up now, to be honest. I cannot remember what the Batmobile was from. But, uh, yeah, you walked away with a cool, crisp, not-so-intact Cosmic Ghost Rider. I do apologize for that. Um, you said that the flame at the back was... Uh, broken off yeah but i i have some really good super glue so you can't even yeah you can't even tell it it was glued uh, luckily yeah it was, it was a clean break which was weird because it was in the box in the package in another package and i thought i taped it up pretty good but that just shows you how rough those guys can be with those packages sometimes and i should know for yeah, sure because looked- i did work for fedex for about two years in college so they are pretty rough sometimes yeah, I used to work at FedEx, so I, I 100% know how people treat packages. <laughs> uh, the Batmobile was, in fact, from the Batman set from way back in the day. But Kane, tell I always called you Kane. You're Miles. i got to remember that because Kane will get upset. Miles, yeah. tell us a little bit about yourself. Are you casual? Are you competitive? Where are you from? Maybe what set you started playing at, things like that in the HeroClix world. Uh, well, yeah, I originally started right as clobber in time um was released and uh, i got into pretty competitive play a lot of casual um and i ended up quitting about avengers which i think is when NECA bought out WizKids. um and then yeah i decided to get back here thank god and i'm trying to get more into competitive uh i stopped playing mainly because the people around here just weren't that good and online wasn't a thing yet uh, are you a pretty uh, consistent player? Like your venue plays a lot of the weekends, or not really? Um, when I played, yeah, we when when I was originally there, yeah, we probably had between ten and twenty people uh, for yeah, I want to say for yeah, about a good five six years. And then nowadays, yeah, okay, it was, 
Yeah, it was pretty, I was actually pleasantly surprised. I mean, most players weren't good. I mean, you always have, you know, your casuals that always show up. A handful of competitive players. But, I mean, is your venue still playing pretty regularly, or is it pretty... Oh, no, no, I know. Um, the venue actually went out of business, and they the only thing they do now is uh, Warhammer and Crisis Protocol. Okay. So I'm still playing with myself and my kids. Uh, how old are your kids? Uh, I got a... Two-year-old, six-year-old, seven-year-old, 12-year-old, and a 13-year-old. Oh, that's right. Dude, get off her. Uh, but yeah. but oh, they're, they're, kind of at, they're kind of at that age where they can get somewhat the gist of the game. Some of them are, yeah. at least. Yeah, my, my, my 12-year-old, she's, she's getting really into it. I mean, there's a lot of rules to learn, so I'm trying to teach her the basics and, you know, not try and overwhelm her. Yeah. And then where are you from? I am from um, Medford, Oregon. Oregon, so you're up in the uh, up in the corner. Yeah, which uh, here in a few months, if everything goes as planned, I'll be in Tennessee, so I'll be closer to where it seems most people will be playing. Does it rain as much as people say in Oregon? Um. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've always wondered about that with Oregon. They always say, you know, Seattle is the rainiest city in America, but I've always actually wondered if that is actually true. Yeah, yeah, Seattle is probably raining probably about 80% of the year. And that's it's probably actually more than that. Now, have you ever made it to like a Clicks Cup or an Origins or anything like that or do you just kind of stay out of that scene? Um, let's see. I want to I'm trying to remember what trying to remember what set it was. It was one with um the Ultimate when the Ultimates were originally released in. Oh, which one was that? Oh man. I went National. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know it's, it's, it's... <laughs> trying to remember what set that was even. It's yeah. It's when Ultimate Four first came out, and he was oh, oh that was uh, what Avengers: Age of Ultron, I think. Right? No, 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 no. <laughs> this is way back in the day, Thor. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking like oh. I'm thinking a different version of Ultimates. That's what I'm thinking about. That it was, was the first the, that was Ultimates with... actually the set Ultimates. <laughs> yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That was there. Oh five. Six? Something like that. Yeah, I remember that set because that Thor, there are like, because the the hammer on the Thor should have had the blunt end like coming down, but there were some in rare cases where he had the axe end like twisted around, and that one was actually like a heavily thought out or sought out figure because it was like put on the wrong way. I don't know. That's if yeah, my friend had that one, and yeah, he, he refused to sell it, and I told him he should have. Yeah. Yeah, because back then he was easily going for like 50, 60 bucks just by himself. And then when you could find the one with the uh, the axe part uh, coming down, yeah. that one was even more expensive because it, it's like a misprint basically in Heroclix. Yeah. Like they didn't, yeah, mean, they didn't mean to do that. After that one, I ended up going for, I forgot what, what it was called, but I went and won the Starro back in 07. Oh, with Justice League. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I got myself a Storo too, which I will never sell. I like him too much. He's he's still one of my prized possessions that I won. Yeah, I ended up selling my original, and I had to buy a new one just because I missed it. All right. Well, that is Miles, and like I said, Kane will be joining us later, hopefully. But let's before we get into some news, let's get into a quick. How was our week? Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. There are seven days, there are seven days, there are seven days in a week. 
All right. Uh, Miles, you are our guest. So, Miles, how's your week been? It's uh, just getting started, but I mean, it's, it's going so far so good. I got, uh, what was it? I think it was Friday. I binge watched uh, Winter Soldier and Falcon. And uh, Isaiah Bradley popped up, and so I'm like, man, I got to reread Truth. So I read that, and I've been spending all weekend uh, building, trying to build competitive teams with Isaiah Bradley. That's and, right. Yeah. And you did put one into our Discord that I saw, but never had a chance to yeah. really look yeah, at that, it. Yeah, that was one of my, one of my final teams. I, I probably have, I think, 10 of them, trying to figure out a way to get him to work. True. Uh, but other than that, it's been going good. Good weekend and everything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm getting ready for Christmas and two birthdays. So yeah, December's a hellacious month for me. Uh, my son's birthday is actually the day that your tournament is. Oh, nice. Yeah, so I I was gonna go because I thought it was earlier in December, and I'm like, uh, and then when I saw a date, I'm like, no, I can't fly out there. Bring me along. One of his birthday presents can be the entry fee. I know, I know. I I, I I've tried convincing her, but it, it's a no go. <laughs> Uh, Dan, what about you? How's your week been? Pretty chill. Uh, just busy with work. The new job is uh, demanding, even though I'm not doing that much. Because they, the funny thing was, was they approved all of my access to this, like all the systems. Um, but I, they didn't actually buy me a computer, so I have all of like my, my, I have my email and everything, but I have no way to access it. So uh, it's it's pretty hilarious. <laughs> no more foot blisters from walking around in dress shoes. I changed shoes. I was like, "There's no way I'm not doing this." They were just like, "Wear just just wear something else." I was like that's fine. So I put on uh, tennies with a, like a lesser dress pant, but still the same thing. So it was just like, "Yeah, that's not going to cut it for this job." <laughs> Good. Um, as for me, not much happened over the weekend. Like I said, I'm done with filming weddings. Uh, I had the kids all weekend because the wife worked. Uh, it's I don't know how you do it with five kids, Miles, but two kids, it's really rough just because we're getting colder outside, so we really can't do much outside. Uh, just lots. My son's at that stage where it's just a, give me attention, give me attention, give me attention while I'm trying to take care of a nine-month-old. So I give you credit yeah, for having funny. five of them. Yeah, it's not easy at all. It's it's trying to, like, especially my, my son, he always, he's getting into you know stuff all the time, so it's... <laughs> It's definitely not for the week of heart for yeah. being a father. <laughs> um, one thing I did do this weekend was because Heroclix is in kind of a lull right now. Uh, oh, before I talk about that, I did go on Facebook Live the other day to watch some of the broadcast games, which actually kind of turned into a name that retro Nintendo game with all the people that joined us. So Miles was there. Peter Marshville was there. Uh, Ryan Redman was there, and I just started playing, you know, old retro games. And Miles, you were actually pretty good at that game. <laughs> well, because I, I, I have an emulator, and I've actually been playing all those older games, and I, I could have sworn that that was a monster in my pocket you were playing. Sounded <laughs> almost exactly like it. Um, but and I final game got got me by surprise. What was the final one? I forgot. Oh. The last one was Final Fantasy three, I believe was the last one that you played. Okay. To be guessed at. Um, I also did a feeler out there and for some reason I cannot find it, but basically it was let me see if I can find it real quick. That's really weird that it's not showing up. 
But basically, it was just asking what people wanted us to start talking about on Clicks because we were in kind of a lull and um, what kind of topics people would like. It's weird that it just kind of disappeared on our Facebook page. I don't know what happened to it. <laughs> Dan, could you kind of look and see if you can find it anywhere? I don't know what happened to it. I don't know why oh. it would have just disappeared like that. Uh, that is very weird. Let's see. What do we got? We have a lot of a lot of answers to the to the post that you put up earlier today. Yes, which I'm excited to read about. Um, let's see. I've got one. Okay, here I found it on my phone. For some reason, it's not on my desktop. I don't know why. But I found it on my phone. Oh, um, okay. So the question basically was: With Hero Clicks in a lull right now, what kind of to- topics would you like us to talk about? Uh, we had a bunch of answers. Uh, I'll just read some of them real quickly, and we'll get into these more probably next week or so. But uh, uh, one was, I always liked the team building aspect. My favorite moment on the podcast was when Lucas rearranged his team to fight Galactus, and that made me prefer team building. Uh, Miles, you had one on here. So team building had always been one of my favorites. I used to always find someone that no one liked to build a team around them. A good strategy almost always beats a cheese team. That's... uh, and then your favorite one was veteran radioactive man with armor piercing. Was that the uh, one from Armor Wars? Uh, Supernova. Supernova. That's right. Yeah, it's actually his experienced radioactive man. Yeah. 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 Uh, Dustin Kennedy. Started? Sorry. Uh, Dustin Kennedy says he likes the make it metas, which we will get into more. I just, I'm saving a lot of that more for the empires and the eternal set. I feel like we've covered a lot of the figures from the past set. So there's really nothing really interesting to build with anymore. Unless somebody has a suggestion, then please feel free to message us on Facebook and we will make something meta. Uh, someone else said, what's uh, a potential for different formats, like 400 rock age, 300, 400 silver age, holiday style events you are running. I'm not big into Silver Age just because there's so many possibilities and I'm not that smart of a person to come up with some of the builds that people come up with like PJ. So with 300 Modern is a lot better fit for me at least just because I don't have the brain capacity to think of all the stuff in Silver Age. Uh, Colin Bell said, do you guys play any other table games? It would be interesting to hear Heroclix compared to other games, which is better and which is worse, which is... Uh, a very good point. So I don't think we really play any more t- table games. We used to, but when the uh, pandemic hit, we had uh, kind of had to put an XNA on that. Uh, Damien said, "Can you talk about different comic accurate team building based off standard three hundred points?" That's something more Dan would probably be good at because I don't read the comics, so I really couldn't come up with any comic accurate teams. Uh, Peter Marshbell said he would like to hear some more debates that you got that we have for potentially outside of clicks. Example, which is cereal soup. Do Cheez-Its or Fritos go with chili? Yes, they do. Why are cats better and do- than dogs or dogs better than cats? So interesting question that we can probably tackle. Uh, Iron Mark said, let's make Sentry meta, which would be fun to do, but I don't think it's possible. Wow. <laughs> David Stockman said, characters that are still unclicked, and who would you like to be made? And Austin Murray said, characters or versions of characters you'd like to see in clicks, or make your own custom dials and explain it, or make it meta is always fun as well. Um, I do like our one segment we did one time and never did again, but that was the what if I were good. So we take a figure that's not very good, and we try to make them 
an actual competitive figure. So Sentry, you might be coming up with that one. But um, great things. I don't know how much of a lull we're going to be with in clicks for a while just because Empire and Eternals is coming out soon. So hopefully we'll be able to talk about some Eternal Dials and then Empire will get some more spoilers, which we'll talk about some more previews in a little bit. But uh, that is pretty much my week. And now let's get into some news. Uh, first up, like always, we're going to talk about our Patreon super quick. But if you want to become a patron and win some super cool prizes for this month, head on over to patreon.com backslash clicks again, and you might get as lucky as Miles is and get yourself a Cosmic Ghost Rider. But unfortunately, he is not on the prize list this week. Uh, we do have some boosters that I did get from Glass Cabinet Hobbies. We do have another mystery box. We do have an old school Magneto with the magnetic force field and Kane with his time bubble and a couple super rares from Rise and Fall and a Scott Porter Pog as well. So you might get lucky and get yourself a Scott Porter Pog. Uh, the Clicks, or sorry, the Critical Clicks Worlds is coming up in a couple weeks in Grand Rapids, Michigan at their store. That is kind of the qualifier for Brad's Worlds online on the following um, Sunday, which is December 12th. So if you're interested in either of those, you can go ahead and check those out. But why go to those when you can come to the Clicksingit Cheesehead Championship on December 18th? That's where it's happening, people. Wisconsin, it's a great state, especially in the winter. We all know that because there's only two uh, seasons in Wisconsin, which is winter and construction. But uh, we would love to have you at Gamers Realm in New Berlin on December 18th. We got some great prizes. Now, I can't guarantee prizes like Scott Crampton. I don't have the pull like him, and I don't have the prize support like him. I know he's putting up a lot of the prizes that he's won over the years. I don't have that kind of prize support, but we are going to have some great prizes based off how many people we get there. Um, hopefully, uh, we get enough to do like a brick for first place. If we can get enough people, we might be able to do a case for first place. I don't know. But our store is very generous. We're going to get some support from Glass Cabinet Hobbies. It's going to be a good time. So check out our Clicks and Get Cheesehead Championship on the win, or you can find the event on our Facebook page. Uh, next, we have some Empire previews that we negated to talk about a couple weeks ago. So we're going to talk about these. These came out on October 26th, so about almost a month ago. You can find them on our Facebook page. The first one we're going to talk about is the Super Rare Marvell. So he is, let me look here, he is either 125 points or 75 points. He's got the Avengers, the Kree, the Negative Zone, the Cosmic, and the Soldier keyword. He's got two traits. The first one is the Kree Scroll War. Free. Choose an opposing character within range. The chosen character can't use shape change or super senses when attacked by Marvell and friendly sidekicks this turn. That's really good, especially the fact that they put in the super senses as well. So that makes him very viable right there. So no rollouts. Uh, his second trait is the return of Marvell. The first time Marvell would be KO'd, instead turn him to click number eight, then roll a D6 and heal him equal to half the result. If Marvell is 125 points, instead heal him equal to the result, protected pulse wave, and then he does have a damage power. Captain of the Kree Empire, leadership, when Marvell uses it and succeeds, you may instead generate a 003 Kree soldier, uh, click one. They've been giving that leadership power to a lot of people lately. 
Um, yeah, but that, that's, it's it's like just good. It is. It's it's thematic, so I will totally give him that. Uh, he does have the shield and cosmic energy keyword or um, team ability. At 125, you're getting a 10 running shot, an 11 psychic blast, 18 defense with that 4 damage uh, special power. He is a 7 range double target and is a flyer. At 75 points, you're getting those same powers, but then only for one click. And then he is just charge, energy explosion, senses, and outwit. So he's not a bad figure. I think you're definitely playing him at 75 and not 125 because you're getting the still the running shot second blast. If you just got the charge, then you could probably make a case where maybe that 125 is worth it. But I think 75, you're getting uh, pretty much the same value as you would for 125. I mean, I feel like at least with the 125, it's not like, I mean, you could bump up if you really wanted to, to play around with it. I mean, like I don't feel like 125 is like over costed even in 300 points. Cause you, you still have like, yeah, he's a little over a third of your team, but like he brings a lot and, there's probably enough support between everything that that could work really well. So I'm, that's just my thought on it. But I mean, obviously the most optimal is probably 75. And I don't, I don't think 125 is uh, something that's too much. No, it's not out of the question. I just wish that it, I just don't feel like for those extra 50 points you're getting, much more. I mean, you're getting a plus one to your defense, a plus one to your damage, but really your running shot um, range and attack don't go down at all. You're still getting a five running shot with an 11 attack. Yeah, I mean, you're also getting three clicks, which isn't bad, especially for everything he's doing. Like, you have that free trait, you have the, you you, you heal up to six clicks instead of half. So, I mean, if he gets killed, he turns to his click eight which is his last click it's not a ko click um and then you can heal him up to six which yeah that's like that's the top end but was it one two three four five six you're healing him to click two if you get there or like say you roll a five that's the second or that's click three i mean i don't know just being able to heal that much for 125 points is a lot like having to kill him twice is pretty good especially considering like He's got good powers, so. Yep. I don't like the charge running shot. I mean, obviously you don't like two powers that don't go with one another, but it does make him a close and a range threat uh, by giving him those two. Especially with especially with seven range and two targets, and he's got a wit on top of that on those clicks. Yeah. Miles, any thoughts on this guy? Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I think 75 is going to be the best. I I mean, I understand exactly what Dan's talking about with the 125-point line. But that 75-point line, is I'm probably going to be running him as soon as I get him. Yeah. Because I love that generatability. Uh, next one I'm going to take because I'm a scroll guy. This is Roland. He is 049. He is only a rare, which is surprising. I did think he was a super rare, but he is only a rare. Uh, he is 75 points. He's got the Skrull and the X-Men Keem ability. So this is the X-Men Super Skrull. He's got two traits. First one is Engineered to replace the X-Men. Sideline Active, Unique Modifier. Friendly Characters and, I'm sorry, Friendly Captains and Sidekicks modify attack by plus one when targeting, or I'm sorry, when attacking one or more characters with the X-Men keyword. That's pretty good because X-Men is a big keyword right now. Second trait, powers of the X-Men. Free. Choose two powers from the following list. Roland can use those powers until your next turn. So he can use two of these. So they are phase teleport, running shot, 
charge, blades, psychic blast, energy explosion, ESD, senses, regen. So right off the bat, I think if you're not planning to attack, you're always taking EE and super senses. That way you will have pretty high defense and you have double rollout with the senses and the shape change. But on his dial, he also has a full thing of sidestep. He has nothing on attack. He has a full dial of toughness. And then the first three clicks, he's got uh, shape change. And then the last four clicks, he does have close combat expert. So I think he's a solid piece for 75 points. He's kind of like a smasher, but I think better because he doesn't have to roll for that second power. And, I mean, you've got a six range, which isn't great, but that's about the average nowadays. But you're going you're gonna to take, you know, running shot with that sidestep. That's going to give you a seven swing plus the six. So that's going to give you a 13 range running shot. Or it's going to give you a whatever that is in charge, a seven charge with blades. I kind of wish they would have given him flurry somewhere just because he is like a Wolverine-ish looking guy. But um, you can only they gave, they gave him blades. They gave him I mean, blades. Yeah, that's where that was at. So, um, but I think he's a great piece uh, for a scroll team. We need more and better attackers. I'm really excited to see what the super scroll is. But I think this is a great start for just a rare scroll. I also like that you can just play this on an X Men team too. Yep, because <laughs> he's got the X Men TA on top of it. So, I also just kind of like that. It's just it's like, oh yeah, this is the, like he's not a bad choice on X Men either. Honestly. Nope, I really like this guy. All right, Dan, I know you like your Lokis, so tell us about, I think this is Kid Loki, Skateboard Loki, Punk Loki, what do you want to call him? Yeah, it's 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 like, it's Kid-ish Loki, yeah. He was surprising because at first when I when I just like glossed over him, I was like, and eh, another one that generates clones. So I was like, okay, because they've done this a couple times, and I, I wasn't really with it, but after taking a look at it, I was like, okay, that, I like this a lot better than the older versions. So, Loki is the 26. He's I think he's just an uncommon. Uh, he comes in at 60 points. He's got the Mystics TA. He's got 6 range and 2 targets. He has the Asgardian Deity, Guardians of the Galaxy, Mystical, and Young Avengers uh, keywords. Um, he's got his only trait, which is the Rally for 2 for all attack rolls, so friendly and opposing, which is really cool. Um, free remover rally die to place Loki in any square within two squares. If you did generate a uh, Loki on click nine in the square he last occupied, and the click nom- number nine is no speed power, a nine blades, a 16 senses, and a one damage prob. Um, and then the next part of that trait is if Loki started the game on click number nine, he can't gain rally dice and has a zero point value for all effects, including scoring protected pulsive. So I actually really like that a lot because you're not losing points for generating these clones, and you get prob, which is pretty cool, and you get blades and senses, which isn't bad either. Um, you know, he starts with stealth, blades, toughness, and prob. Uh, and then, uh, he's got his powers are kind of not like all over the place, but he either has blades or poison. Um, he has prob or outwit most of his dial. He gets a little bit of mind control on click uh, four and five, which is cool. Um, he's got pretty consistent stats, which is nice. Not high damage, which is fine. I wasn't really expecting like high damage or anything. I just like he's just good for sixty points. Like he he can fill out different teams based on his keywords, and he's bringing a decent amount of support. Like being able to just free remove rally dice and then gain you know um, a you know a bunch of clones that have prob is nutty. So having that many potentially that many probs on the field is uh, pretty good, especially because of the fact again there's zero points, so you're not 
getting hurt by generating them for at least for point wise. I think he'll see play, honestly. Yeah, I mean, Loki's are always, you know, annoying pieces, and that's what this guy does. I don't know if you remember or if you mentioned he was a mystic also, but that's always a pain in the butt to get rid of. Yeah, especially now because they're not there's not a lot of invincible rolling around. I mean, there is some like you know reduced penetrating damage, but I mean overall he's he I, I think he's actually probably one of the better ones they've made as far as like the um like look I feel like I, I'm just waiting for a Loki that's just like a little more straightforward. He always has like a gimmick, but this one's like his gimmick. He does it well, so I, I do I do like this one for that reason. Yeah, and I can't really remember the last time they made a uncomic generic because he is technically a generic if you want to get more of them. So that's going to make him a little bit harder to get. Yeah. But I don't think he'll be like don't think he'll be super expensive. I don't think he will too, but um yeah, cuz the last lo- the last Loki from Mighty Thor was just the common. So they haven't really made that many Lokis uh or at least like that level. Yeah, it's either been like super rare or then you had the common. So yeah, he's kind of in the middle, which is not bad. Yeah. Miles, thoughts on this guy? Oh, I'm. This is actually one of my most wanting wants. I want to get get him, and I want to team up with the JLU Doctor Fate. I, I don't know. I just, I saw as soon as I saw Loki, I'm like, I want to team him up with Doctor Fate. And the fact that he's Guardians of the Galaxy that I just realized—that's funny. Yeah, I like that. I was like, oh, this is cool. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, he did appear in a couple issues. It was pretty cool. So I was like, "This is this is nice." So, and I I love his shirt, low key. Uh huh. I mean, this yeah, this guy's gonna be fun to play. Yeah, uh, kind of not gonna help you much out in sealed with the multiples, but maybe if you get lucky and you pull another Loki out of your other booster. But uh, I mean, he's still prob, he's stealth. You're not gonna be able to see him. I do wish he kind of had that mind control. Either starting or as a trait, but he does get mind control on clicks four and five with some poison, which is interesting. But um, a, a blades Loki is kind of an interesting kind of Loki because you think more of like mind control and stuff like that rather than attacky. Uh, next guy is our Cree soldier. Oops, I just closed out of it. Let me go find that again. Um, but it is our Cree soldier and I'm almost there. Hang tight with me. And there we go. So Cree soldier, uh, he looks really tiny <laughs> to be honest. Uh, maybe cause he's kneeling, but he just kind of looks like a short person, but he is only 20 points. Great stats to start. Like I think this guy is great for 20 points. So he is a shield TA. He's got the Cree and soldier keyword and he's an eight running shot 11 attack 16 esd two damage with a six range if you get hit if you could only push him he has sidestep and enhancement so i'm kind of glad they didn't give him enhancement starting off because for 20 points this guy would be really really good well and i mean the thing is he's four clicks for 20 points which is really good i mean you're you're five points a click i mean that's I don't see that often. I'm sorry. Say that one more time. My wife was texting me. Oh, that's all right. He's literally five points a click because he's four clicks long for 20 points. Yeah. And you're getting, and you're getting shield, which is, that's basically enhancement. You can give him a power action and you get plus one damage. That's basically enhancement. Yeah. 
I, I can only imagine what this guy would be if he did have opening enhancement with Marvel, but uh, I do still like him for 20 points because he's still a great attacker. If you get enough shield people on there, you can boost him pretty high up in damage for 20 points. He can, you know, you put three of these guys on a team and just shield TA this guy if you want, and he's doing five damage for 20 points. Pretty darn good. Uh, next one, we have some of the legacy cards. So they chose some very interesting legacy cards for this one. Um, now I thought that I saw someone post that Lockjaw was going to be it. Uh, Doom was going to be it. I don't know if that is this set or next set. So I'm not quite sure where these legacy cards are coming from. But, uh, the first one we have is Mockingbird and this is the experienced Mockingbird from Sinister, I believe it is. Um, I can't quite read what it says, but I see the first trait is Sidestep and Stealth. Uh, which which Mockingbird did you think it was? The experienced from Sinister or Super yeah. yeah. I think so, yeah. Um, I remember the vet was really good, so I'm kind of curious why they chose the uh, experienced one. But I know the first trait is sidestep and stealth, but I cannot tell what the other uh, trait is. It has something to do with the first time Mockingbird is KO'd, do not, and then it gets really blurry after that. Yeah, I don't, those, 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 all those cards are so hard to read. Uh, They're either, like, between the gloss and the bad uh, shot from the camera, I I was like, yeah, I can't really make out anything on these. Yeah, so she's an interesting one. I don't know why they decided to go with her, but cool. Um, next one is Scarlet Witch from Ultimates. This is the one that had a 10-range probability control way back in the day. I believe it is the rookie version because it's got the white background. And she has got one trait that says, Get away from my family. It looked like phase teleport when Scarlet Witch uses it. And then I can't read the rest of it. It's something free. She may do something for free. So I mean, that's good. She's got a she's got a free action, so that's cool. When Scarlet Witch uses it after resolutions, she may something 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 as free. I don't know what those three words are. Phase teleport when Scarlet Witch uses it. What's that? Oh, Force Blast is free. Okay, that's interesting because Force Blast isn't good anymore. So, phasing teleport when Scarlet Witch uses it after resolution, she may use Force Blast as free. So, at least she'll have a 10 range probability control. <laughs> That's about it. Um, but I guess Force Blast could potentially uh, knock someone into range, and then you could hit them, maybe. I don't know. Uh, and this is another interesting figure for the choice. Uh, next one was Daredevil Agent of Shield. This one was from Nick Fury in the Agents of Shield. Um, again, super blurry. It says her first or his first trait is ra- radar sense. Can't read it. Can anyone see what that says? It. Yeah, I think it. I think it's stealth and something else. Yeah, I can't really make. I unfortunately can't make that out very yeah. well. Uh, and then the next one is friendly characters within three squares are considered adjacent for the shield, for the shield ability. That's pretty cool. But again, just an odd choice for a legacy card. Um, they do have a Hawkeye. I think this one is from Ultimates as well. 
This is the rookie. Um, he's got a trait, a white power on attack, and a white power on defense. I have no idea what these say. Uh, there's, I would, yeah, I have no idea what those say at all. And then we have a Joe Fixit from Incredible Hulk. Again, super blurry, can't figure out anything. So just, oh, then we have a Namor from Avengers, which I always liked because he had uh, a dolphin symbol with a trait that was flight, flurry, charge, but doesn't half his speed. But then I can't read the rest of it. So that one I'm a little excited about because he was actually really good back in the day, even without it. And then we have a Captain America from Ultimates, which, again, I can't read any of it, but just weird choices. I don't know if these are maybe... I don't know what these are from or for. They just seem really odd choices for Legacy cards. I, I mean, it's, a, it's an Avengers set, I feel like. It oh, is, man. but I I was talking about this on the Facebook Live the other day. Like, What they need to do with these Legacy cards is pick figures that actually made an impact on the game and that people remember. So like I think of like Magog from Unleashed, but I don't think DC is doing legacy cards right now or we haven't had the ch- No, no, we did with Wonder Woman. So oh, that like, so that Wonder was Woman. yeah, that was a big one. Magog was like is is Hall of Fame in my opinion for the Heroclix world. Um Nightcrawler from Web of Spider-Man. As disgusting yeah. as he is, I think he deserves a legacy card. Because he was a huge part of the game. Metron from Arkham Asylum. I think he deserves a legacy card because he was a huge part of oh, the yeah. game. Oh, you yeah. You want to bring the old, like, not necessarily, like, broken, but slightly overpowered characters from not old even back to, back to being in Click or just, like... Not even overpowered, but ones that people remembered. Like, I mean, the, the three you mentioned were like a heavy part of the yeah, meta. Those or, are just the ones that are coming off the top of my head. But like, nobody cares about Joe Fixit. Nobody cared about him when he came out in the first place. Nobody cared really about this Hawkeye. Nobody cared really about the Daredevil Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. He was cool, but he was not like, oh, I remember playing this guy a ton. Nobody played him a ton. They probably played him once or twice. So when I think of legacy cards, I think of something that made an impact on the game or like a con artist, the one that was 10 points, 11 points, and when you pushed them, it got perplexed or something like that. Like that to me is legacy card worthy, not these other ones. Now, I thought they did a really good job with the Fantastic Four one by bringing all the Fantastic Four ones in, except for Morg. Morg didn't deserve a legacy card. Uh, I can't remember the other sets, what some of them were, but I thought they did a decent job with the Wonder Woman ones. But these are just odd choices, in my opinion. So I'm not sure um, what um, brought these figures along. Like the Captain America, maybe, but it looks like it's the common, or I'm sorry, not the common, the rookie and not the veteran because it's got the white background around it. Maybe I'm just reading that wrong, but just odd choices, in my opinion, for what they did with these uh, legacy cards. Thoughts? I don't know. I, like, what was it? The Hawkeye seemed pretty neat, too, like, uh, from whatever, like the, old, the older one that they used. But, like, what the, what, the Hawkeye? when I think of legacy card-worthy Hawkeye... I think of the Speed Cycle, Fantastic Four, Hawkeye, Miles. I'm sure you can agree with me on that one. Oh you know, yeah, that that's easily. And uh, I, I was a little upset. You said no one was excited for Joe Fixit. 
that is easily my favorite incarnation of Hulk. So when I saw that legacy card, I'm like, yep, I'm getting it. Well, I apologize to you, Miles. That, that is your favorite I'm probably one of only you know, a few people. Um, I actually wish they would have done the clobbering time Hulk fix it because I much preferred that one. That one was – I always played that one, and well, I love the sculpt. Or, like, even getting back to Hulks and Legacy cards, the rampaging Hulk from Mutation and Monsters, the mail-away, I think it was, where he had, like, full movement Quake or something like that, and he's got the rubble coming out of the ground. Like, that was such a cool figure uh, when it came out. Like, that's what I think of or when Leaping I think of Legacy Hulk was well, Which one was that? Leaping Hulk? Leaping so that, Hulk. That was the yeah, the, yeah, the one that was, like, hammering into the ground and the pieces were, like, flying out of it? No, he had, like, like he's in the middle of a leap. He has, what, legs crouched and his arms behind him? I don't remember that one. Um, other ones, like Legacy Ares. Oh, my God. Give me a Legacy card for Legacy Ares. Please, I beg of you. Um, but, yeah, there's just some other ones that I would have preferred, but I know they they have some reasoning behind it. I'm just not sure. Uh, Kane, yeah. welcome to the show. I see you hiding in the background. Yeah, I'm stuffing my face. I'm really hungry. <laughs> Got a quesadilla. It's really good. <clears throat> but, hello, everybody. <laughs> um, real quick, I wanted to chime in. Thanks for calling up on me. The legacy cards. Um, the ones that we're getting, the ones that are revealed, that are being revealed... Are these are do all of them have like really cool molds? Not really. like the sculpts look pretty cool, or no? I'm asking. I don't. I don't know. Not really. I mean, yeah. Captain America is his usual. Namor is okay. Joe Fix It. He always came on one of those really flimsy like poles because he's jumping up in the air. So oh yeah, he, he always broke. Uh, Hawkeye, nothing special. Daredevil was okay. Scarlet Witch is, I guess kind of cool because she's holding up like a half crest moon something like that um and that's and that's where i kind of like or or go ahead and finish your thought that's about it there's nothing spectacular about their scalps yeah and that and that's where like i'm just like if you're gonna do these legacy cards which mind you like this is adam this is extra right quote extra like it's not well boosters and everything did get a price increase but i you know let's let's just say for the sake of argument we're not paying extra for these legacy cards right like this just comes with it so like you can't get too mad about it like we would ex- we would want better we would expect better but i feel like that's just how it is right like that's just what's been going on for the last three four years <laughs> um but with the legacy cards like i thought they were going to go with at least like cyclops where um that super rare cyclops from xavier school um, I think he's super rare. Anyways, like that mold's cool, and I thought we would get more figures like that. But um, kind of getting figures that have cool sculpts that aren't exactly chases or maybe not super rares, but at least they look cool and then give them modern powers so that you can play them. Play uh, characters that weren't really played, um, and giving them a chance. But in this case, it just kind of doesn't seem that they're doing that, which is pretty much a bummer. But we can't really see like all that they can do yet, so it's right. hard to read all of that. So I mean, I don't know. I'm obviously these. I don't think a lot of these are going to be like. I don't think the legacy card is like meant to be like super meta type of thing. It's more just like, hey, we you know we value that you've played the game since you know the get go, and we want to bring some of these where you can play them in uh, modern 
age again versus where it was before. Like you just, they fell, they fell off and they're gone. And yeah. I, and, and, go ahead. I say, and I don't know where, because when people went to Gen Con, they were saying that they saw the legacy cards for Lockjaw from Fantastic Forces, the old school veteran Doom from Clobbering Time, Airwalker from Hammer of Thor, Mole Man from Galactic Guardians, Red Shift from Galactic Guardians. So I don't know if these are just more legacy cards from the set or they are a red herring or what they are. So because if that's the case, we are already getting what one, two, three, four, five, and then I think we just saw five more. So ten. How many legacy cards usually come in a set? Eight? Six? Uh I Hold on, let me look and see what they what, what did they do last time. So as far as Rise and Fall is concerned, I don't do they have these here? They have one, two, three, four. Wasn't that many? I thought six, seven, eight. Oh. They, they had eight legacy cards in the last set. Okay. So this is we've seen so far. How many? What is how many have we seen so far? Or well, announced are three, six, seven. So I don't know. They might have more in this set. I have no idea. As of right now, there's seven. I mean, and legacy cards started to come about from Wonder Woman, right? No, no before that, four, I think. Yeah. Oh, right, right, right. Uh, future Fo- right. Future Foundation, I think they started. Yeah, sounds yeah. right. But we'll see. Uh, I mean, there are eleven chases in this new set, so maybe they're just going all ham out with the legacy cards as well. I mean, the legacy cards are pretty easy because they're just you redoing a card versus like making a whole new figure so it's not as taxing I guess to make them so they could make more obviously yeah but that is it for the previews hopefully we will be getting some eternal previews very soon because that set does drop in nine days apparently that's the that's the rumor but uh, I would like to see uh, what I know nothing about the characters I haven't seen the movie yet so I really have nothing to go on speculation but we'll get but we'll just have to wait and see but now let's get into a little bit of building for worlds. They've done studies, you know. 60% of the time, it works every time. That doesn't make sense. So last week, we kind of just did some building around what we would want to bring. So I said I would probably do Blackheart. Dan, you said you'd probably go Symbiotes. Kane, what did you say again? X-Men. X-Men. Miles, if you were going to go to a world, what kind of team would you bring? I was on mute. I was just talking. Um, I originally, it was going to be that dark side team, but That's once right. I heard you guys talk about it, uh, yeah, the it's a one-trick pony, and there's definitely a lot that can go wrong with it. So I've actually been um, working on that Isaiah Bradley because I'm actually, um, I think I'm going to be bringing him the 12th and your team was isaiah bradley captain america the fast forces one yeah fast forces uh bradley fast forces cap a bunch of dr fates and sky tyrant yep so i mean you're gonna be a is that past yeah so you'll be a one two three four five six seven eight plus nine and you get six actions Yes. Yeah. So what does that Captain America Fast Forces do for your team? I'm curious. I don't really know of him. Uh, Well, he has that follow-up trait where when he does a range attack, 
he can uh, go adjacent and make a close attack. Uh, and so I think that'd be really good for a yo-yo or even giving him a power gem. So that way he'd be able to do five damage with, I think, a 12 attack for range and then five damage with a 12 attack for close in the same turn. Okay. Yeah, that's not bad at all. And that's on top of, as, and that's on top of having Sky Tyrant if I run with the, the regular Isaiah Bradley for 60. Um that will be able to give him four damage with his um, empower. And then that's not the Isaiah Bradley that prevents penetrating damage. That's the prime. So this one's just really good for 25 points. He's, yeah. Doesn't he have a colossal stamina or something crazy? Yeah. Yeah. I actually have a build of him using the soul gem to counteract that colossal stamina so that oh, I'd go. be able to go and, you know, just boom, 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 boom every turn. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, because he, he, since he was an older version, he gets to keep the original version of Colossus Stamina. Yep. Um, I dabbled a little bit at lunch of what I would play. Um, I thought I we we went over my plus, I think, 9 or 10 monster team with Blackheart. Uh, I have been dabbling with a Doom team, so it was Doom the Conqueror. Flash times two, Sky Tyrant, Dark Phoenix, Molecule Man, Valeria Richards to help Sky Tyrant get that uh, plus two attack, and then Nathaniel Richards to maybe give uh, the Flash a precision strike. Uh, Jeff Dumas did say in the chat, why not just uh, take off Nathaniel and put like the whatever ring that gives him precision strike, which is a good good um, call. I just don't know what I'd do for those 20 last points. Um, I really don't know what to run right now, but it is... Um, pretty open. Like you could run monsters, you could run ruler, you could run X Men, you can run Doom and get all the cosmic past, future keywords, stuff like that. So I'm not sure right now <laughs> what I would run. I still like Blackheart. He's a little gimmicky, and I don't really like gimmicky. I like straightforward. But I feel like if you want any kind of chance at getting far, that's the way to go. Gladiator is my type of play. He's just point and shoot. But I feel like you need a little bit more with that. So I'm not quite sure what to go with. Uh, I'm not a big barrier person, but the the talk around town is that if you, you know, you lose map and you go second, if you don't have barrier, you're basically dead. So which which has always kind of been the routine. And I say it's always has been, I mean like the last like two to four years. I feel like there's um, other ways around the barrier. Like you have like, uh, I mean, stealth is still good because a lot of, there's like a lot of I don't, I don't think there's a lot of teams that just shoot through stealth automatically. But the problem is uh-huh. that the game right now is a very close combat game, so I feel like stealth right. doesn't do much. And Dan, and you hate it. You can now outwit through stealth if you're next to people. So stealth isn't what it used to be. Well, yeah, yeah. I understand that. Well, then That's having to take point. an action and break through the wall, and then then they're down one action out of potential three or four. Like, it's just, you know, I, I agree. <clears throat> I think barrier, a lot more teams are, the teams that have barrier are more solid than the teams without. Um, and that's kind of proven, right? So I really don't like the fact that Heroes Click has really turned into this Alpha Strike game. And it's what do, you, what do you mean? We're going back to like OG clicks. What are you talking about? But even back back then, it wasn't turned to in your face. There's a lot more setup. It was a lot more 
strategic with your placement and stuff like that. Nowadays, it's just basically I sit in my starting area, you barrier up, turn two, I'm in your face, which I, yeah. I'm not a fan of that. And I agree with you, but how how much is that? Is that how much of that is the game versus like two to two to four characters that are just broken, right? Yeah, I definitely like, I definitely think that Sky Tyrant changed the game forever. Uh, Sky Tyrant. Well, the, there's a lot of characters before Sky Tyrant that, that has changed it. I feel like Sky Tyrant was a figure that came in right when we had hope that. All of the figures that were broken, Vulture and um, a bunch of these other figures that um, got erratas, like those fi- those figures we thought or we knew were broken and that were negative for the game, they got phased out. And right when we were like, okay, we're at a time that we can get back to this game where not all the figures are broken, um, not even just one. Like it's a pretty balanced. And then we get Sky Tyrant and it just breaks the whole game again. Um, which is just ridiculous. <laughs> we were so close to having a meta. <clears throat> Having a season, I, I say season, but a time where we can all play without completely broken figures, um, and then we get Sky Tyrant and others. Dan, so. were you going to say something? Uh, no, I mean it's just like it's until he rotates, we're stuck with that, or unless they decide to actually errata him and be like, "By the way, I don't think they yeah, will errata no. because they never errated Vulture and he is only yeah. two sets ago, so he's going to be around for a while. At least next year, we're getting rid of Phoenix and Jason and stuff like that. So, I but that's going to be the problem with no matter what happens is every set there's going to be this one figure that's like, oh, why did they ever make him? Uh, we don't well, want him. Are I mean, we getting like are we so far with like what I've seen from Empire? I mean, obviously that could all change, but I haven't really seen at least from the previews that we've seen. Uh, anything that's uber broken, that's like, okay, this is just bad for the game. But Which is good, but at the same time, like, you got <clears throat> with Sky Tyrant, like, we, I almost feel like you need fire with fire, right? You need broken to be broken. Like, no, no, kind of... you don't know. Then you're just, that's just a slippery slope at that point. No, 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 right. I'm not asking for more broken figures. What I'm just saying is, you don't play broken figures and you get stompled by broken figures. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that. Yeah, I'm not asking for more. I'm just saying that until we get rid of the broken figures, we're just going to keep getting stomped by broken figures. So, I mean, there's a f- couple figures out there that I think were bad for the game. Uh, Dark Phoenix was one of them. Jason Weingar was one of them. Sky Tyrant's one of them. Like, Commissioner, as good as he is, he's not bad for the game. He's just good. There's there's a difference between good and wrong. Like yeah. Sky Tyrant like, and Vulture, like figures that they're wrong. Like they should not exist in the game. I yeah, mean, Dan's Commissioner but, is a lot. I guess like like by himself, it's just that he's so cheap that they like you can just put him with all of the other stuff, and he just makes them all that much better. Yeah, I mean, he's got everything. That's kind of my. It's like. They literally just stacked everything on like a twenty-five point figure. I'm like, here you go. But then I think of like, doc- <laughs> like Doctor like Venom support, but I don't know. Like Doctor Venom Strange, how many powers does he have for forty-five points? But yeah, he's not bad for the game. He's just an annoying piece. He doesn't break anything. But and that's sad to say that a figure <laughs> like Doctor Venom Strange doesn't break the game with shape change senses. TK, Prob, Leadership, Mystics can bring in another Doctor Strange or a Groot. He can he's a flyer. He now has Indomitable. I mean like 
by saying all that, you're like, yeah, he's broken. He's not good for the game, but he's not because he he does a ton, but doesn't do enough. If that makes any sense, can he survive six damage? Right? Like, can he can he die and then come back to life? Can he can he run five times and and still be going? Can he? You know what I mean? Like, these are all sky tyrant things. These are things that are sky tyrant die and then come back. You know, or he doesn't I die. Mean, or the cool thing whatever. that I enjoyed was when Ryan played sky tyrant my symbiotes beat him, so I wasn't super mad. It was more like I just... I, it was either I made my rollouts or I didn't, but I did, so it made me slightly satisfied that I beat Sky Tyrant just by him not being able to hit my figures, basically. I think the argument yeah. with Sky Tyrant is not the fact that he can full full charge quick exploit or that he can um, come back to life. It's the fact that he can then... You know, if he hits, you know, three people, he can just run away back to his starting area. I think that's the biggest problem people have with him. Is he's he yo-yos himself, and you—it's not even like a sacrifice piece. Like sometimes, a dark phoenix is a sacrifice piece because you just you retail, you hope you hit. If you hit, awesome. But then more likely, they're going to have enough people to kill him. Or a dark phoenix with sky tyrant. If I quake you and hit six people, I can just run all the way back to my starting area and act like nothing ever happened. Uh, Miles, yeah. are you going to say something? I felt like we've been talking and cutting you off. Yeah, yeah, I, I just wasn't going to cut you off. So I actually think the main problem is the size of the maps. That's the one thing I'm not happy about when I came back is how small they are. That's, I think that if we had brought back our bigger maps... Like that the, we would actually be able to see less broken characters like because the, the square twenty four by twenty four maps. No, no, the what the thirty six by forty eight. Did they did they play them in modern? I believe so. No. Uh, I don't know. I've only been seeing these. Uh, yeah, these like what is it sixteen by twenty four? Yeah, and I, you can't get a team in position. In time, whereas when you had those older maps, you had tons of extra hindering terrain, water terrain, elevated, and you actually had a strategy. Well, and I think, in my opinion, this is what I think would fix the game. If you win initiative, you either pick map or go first. You don't get both. I think that makes it an evil, or an evil, well, an even playing field for both character or for both people i, I actually i agree with that yeah that makes 100 percent sense because yeah yeah that's it's actually, like, that's like a, just a good quality of life change that could like de- definitely like shift how people strategize for the game itself because all i hear right now on other podcasts is if i'm not going first i lose like it's a 90 to 10 percent that if i don't go first because if I'm going if I'm going second, I can't do anything my first turn except for hopefully barrier up or do damage control where well I guess I'll just have to sacrifice this guy to a sky tyrant or something like that. So I think it's a little unfair that the winner gets map and first turn. I think a an easy change and it I mean it I think it's the easiest change they can make is just map or you go first, you choose. Because if I'm going second and I see that I'm playing against the Sky Tyrant team, maybe there's a map out there that can help me. Or if I know you're a ranged-based heavy team, I'm going somewhere with a lot of blocking or something like that. Or if you're, you know, let's say you're playing a singing Batman team 
and you decide to go first. Yep, I'm going indoor blocking. Come at me. So I think that's the biggest change to make it even across the board. I think that's actually, that might actually be a good counter to Skytheron, obviously, is Batman. Because you, well, you yeah. obviously obviously you want a big open map for Skytheron to just launch himself across the board. But then at the same time, you don't want that if you're facing a Batman. You're just like, yeah. Um, to, to piggyback off your um, comments there, Adam, uh, one thing I, that kind of points out is that, like the issue we have already where WizKids just doesn't communicate with their, with their um, community. Um, you look at a lot of t- um, uh, TCGs, a lot of trading card games where they're <clears throat> they're involved with their community. They learn that like going, it's a say a lot of like Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh, a lot of this stuff suffered that where going first, if you don't go first, you lose. And I feel like what you suggested is what a lot of the trading card games do, where if you go first, you don't get to draw. Yeah. You get to play. You get play with what you got, and then the next person gets to draw, and then they get to attack and do whatever. Like that's the normal, and which took time to do that, but like that that has proven to be very effective um, for the game and the health of the game. So I think that's a very very um, proven uh, uh, suggestion. Yeah, I know Magic does the same thing because if you go first, you just get the cards in hand, and then if you go, I mean, obviously you get to lay your mana down, but then if you go second, you get to draw, so you will automatically have an advantage because you have an additional card to start the game. Right. So, yeah, it's just, I, I don't know, I don't want to always keep going down this rabbit hole of what, what, we're, what could be better, you know what I mean? But it's just, it's one of those hard facts. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, that is, I mean, that's a quick little building about worlds. Oh, um, real, real quick to, 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 go on that, to, to close out this segment is, um, that's, what's pretty cool though. So far is that, um, we have players, um, that can take advantage of the figures and, and sets that we have and create such versatile teams. Um, I feel like there's so many, um, options to be quote unquote meta or, or, or take to worlds. Right. I feel like with, this conversation, I feel like, with everything that's available right now, um, I feel like there's a lot that we can pick from. And, you know, there's different type of teams that are winning. It's not just one. Even though with Sky Tyrant and how broken he is, I mean, if you ask a competitive player, they're going to be like, sure, no problem, I'll figure it I, I know how to deal with him or whatever, right? Like, just because we do have this one broken figure doesn't mean you can't play these other figures and and be a good player, right? It does, it does come down to it is you're a good player. And if you're a good player, you'll find a way around it. So, and if you're not a good player, well, you're probably playing for fun and that's totally okay. <laughs> you're a good player in my book, but um, yeah, I just feel like there's just a lot, a lot there to pick from. And I like the, the, um, I like to build a different team without Sky Tyrant specifically to beat a Sky Tyrant. So right. My, <laughs> We're using the prime uh, Isaiah Bradley because since he reduced uh, penetrating damage on a soldier team, I'm like, okay, that's going to help with you know that damn quake. Yep, absolutely. How many points? How many points is he real quick? Yeah, he, and he even, I, even if Sky Tyrant kills him, which he probably will for 25 points, uh, he doesn't die the first time. Or well, is that does he have the? Yeah. So I, I'm not sure Josiah does, but yeah, I, I know that. Uh, yeah, that's why I, I would like 25 point Isaiah Bradley with the soul gem, just because you have a chance to get eight clicks, you know, for 25 points. Yeah, so, and unless Sky Tyrant is carrying over and empower, I think he only does three damage, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah he does three damage, but more likely he's going to have the power gem as well, so he's doing five damage. 
Oh yeah, the power gym needs to go. Like that they really should have just rotated that whole set, honestly. Like I don't know why they hung on to it. No, I feel uh, like I, I feel like to compete. So yeah, I, I think you yeah. go away. Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like items have kind of are slowly doing that already, so like it's whatever. It's gonna happen. Like I don't mind items, but that with those the, because of like I don't the power dynamic change with powers with the new rules update, like that was just a bad inclusion that they left in. It's like, oh well, you should have seen this coming. Honestly, you're giving someone plus one attack and plus two damage for ten points. That's not balanced in the the way the powers got altered. Better just wait to make the change until those gems rotated. <laughs> it's just well because they they rotated the um what do you call it the like they rotated uh, what was it um Tri-Sentinel early. And the uh, and what was it the was it the the jet and all that early, yeah. The ID cards they could have just done that. They can like, well, this wouldn't be healthy for the shift we've changed in the game. We're rotating it. Yeah. Honestly, there's enough Avengers sets or just Marvel sets in general. I don't think it would have been missed. Like no one else is really playing anything from that set anyway. Like maybe, I, like I don't even see Medusa teams anymore. So, but and Medusa teams are still good. They are. They are. Uh, but yeah, that is going to be it for our building for words. I am going to try to compete in the Brad Broyles tournament. I got to see if the problem is it's an all day thing. So I just can't hire a babysitter because they cost a lot of money as miles probably knows, especially for when fr- is, fr- is, kids. <laughs> um, Dece- December 12th, the Sunday registration is still open. I believe so. Yeah. I might sign up for that as well. Honestly, I might play. I, I, I joked that I would play symbiotes if like they were legal, but I don't think they're going to be. So I honestly, I'd probably play Fantastic Four. I feel like it has enough versatility where you can uh, make it make it work. Where you, like you can counter a lot of things by being able to swap. Obviously, you still have to like go first in that, but I think it has enough variety where you can have like answers to certain teams and be viable. I think I think Fantastic Four is still very viable. I do too. It's got enough options out there for um, what you can compete with. But I'm going to try. I'm going to see if maybe my mom can come down for the day. i got to figure out what time like we'd start and stuff like that. I don't plan on getting very far because I'm just not that good of a player, but I think it would be fun. But uh, I will see if I can compete because I'd like to get back into the competitive scene a little bit. Uh, but now we're going to get into our Clicks Crew question of the day. There's no such thing as stupid questions. Except for Billy's questions. And our question was, what questions do you have for us? So we had a couple people message some questions to us. So Maddie G is our first one that I'm going to read off. He said, he actually had a couple questions for us. So his first one says, who are your favorite players? So here looks players. I'm pretty sure he's baiting into trying me to say that it's going to be him. So before I answer my question... Uh, Miles, is there a particular Heroclix player out there that you enjoy watching or maybe you've ran into at a tournament that you like to play? Yeah, uh, Mr. Clicks Flicks. Oh, James Peters? Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not too savvy on the players, but his, his channel I've been watching a lot of lately. Yeah, I met him at Origins. It's sad to say, like three or four years ago now, but he was 
he's a pretty nice guy. He's been on the show. He's been on our trivia night. Uh, he's a nice guy. Kane, what is a Heracux player that you enjoy maybe playing against, hearing when he comes up with the team, stuff like that? Um, I won't take your answer. Um, hey, I so- never said Matty G was my favorite. <laughs> I know he listens to this, but I never said he was my favorite. I do enjoy. I was going Cal- to I was gonna say Calder was your answer, but uh, but the, the uh, cowboy? I'll, I'll- I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know, man. I might pick him if you don't, because man, that shirt tight on his his so, arm, yeah, man. He ripped. I tell he you, he makes good. my dad bod just look bad whenever I stand next. Oh to him, my so gosh! I don't know if I can pick Calder. <laughs> I, I'll pick him only because he got that hat and that tight shirt one time I saw him. So there we go. I That's will say <laughs> Calder is one of the funniest players in Hero Clicks right now. He's just got a great yeah. sense of humor. Um, I could, good charisma. Yeah, good charisma. He's he's a guy that I think is really hard to – how do I say this? To to dislike. Right, and I think sitting across from him – and. Uh, and this comes for me where when I play, I try to be very positive um, and I try to be like um, open, right? Um, I don't let people walk over me or try to cheat, but at the same time, like I try to be like a lot more um, understanding and considering. And I feel like with, with Calder, like I get that, right? Like he's totally very uh, formal and very polite. Um, got that nice charisma. Um, so I just, I just, I, yeah, that's my answer. I, I like him. He's a, I wish I got to meet him and talk to him more, um, play against him, but uh, that, but from, Audience looking in, I, 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 he's a good, he's a good uh, person to the community. Yeah, he, he does. He's not ever gonna think or say that he's better than you. He'll always joke with you during the game. I don't think he takes the games too serious. Um, I love his little skits on his show. Like I said, he's just he's a hard guy to to dislike. Bad <laughs> you cool too, fam. Don't worry, I like you too, buddy. I like you too. <laughs> Uh, Dan, is there anybody in the HeroClix world that you enjoy listening to or watch playing or anything like that? Yeah, actually, it's Matt's teammate, Joe. Honestly, he makes some interesting teams that uh, I would say, like... Joe. Why am I not thinking of a Joe? Josafa Alvin. Oh, gotcha. Okay. I think I've heard him call him Joe before. If not, sorry, I apologize if he listens to our podcast, but... He makes some interesting teams that I would say like resonate with me, and I've seen him play, and he's he's good. Like, I I like him a lot. So he seems like a a good dude. So uh, Adam, before you go, I want to say one thing real quick. Um, I did. I, well, my original answer was going to be uh, I started talking about Calder, but um, uh, shout out to those of you in the community. He, he's honorable very quiet, mention. But honorable mention is Jeff Dumas. He is actually very knowledgeable, and and he gives like very good critiques. Um, and you guys obviously in the, in the Discord. Hear him, uh, hear him uh, here and there, and um, he, he's he's pretty knowledgeable. And I think when he kind of jumps back into the game, if he ever does, I think is a pretty good person. He's very polite as well. Um, he's a very tall with long beard, and he's he, he might not look it. He might seem pretty intimidating, but he's very nice and, and uh, very knowledgeable. So uh, shout out to Jeff Dumont. Um, I think my runner up is no offense, Matt, but you're going to be my runner up, Manny G. Um, I've known you for a while. You're a super nice guy. Um, but you're a pilot. You like to pilot your teams. I, I like guys that are a little bit creative and build their teams. No offense, Matt. I love you, man. Uh-oh. Um, but I got to go. Oh, I, think, I think my favorite is just uh, PJ, just because of the teams that he comes PJ. up Just because of the teams he comes up with. That, like, his sole purpose sometimes for Silver Age is just to get figures banned. Like... <laughs> He, uh, who, who was he trying to get? He was trying to get um, 
the plastic explosives from the Batman utility belt band in Silver Age. And he came up with a team. I forgot what it was, but um, that's like his goal. Uh, he never goes into tournaments too serious. He it was a ma- it was a massive Burt team with uh, Vulture, the Plastic Explosive, and a bunch of the uh, Friends of Humanity and some other shenaniganry. I thought so. that was more the tank, not the Plastic Explosive. Team. No, I'm pretty sure that was the Plastic okay. Explosive. But like he just his the way his mind works with team building is like a beautiful mind. <laughs> like he just he knows how to build teams, and he just has this knowledge of figures from way back in the past. Oh, like this t- this figure would go with this guy, and this is how I'll break the game. Um, so, and it's not so much like that he breaks the game; it's how he does it with his teams, which just astonished me. And Again, he's a super nice guy. I've really never had the chance to talk to him much because he's always so busy and everybody else likes him, so it's hard to get to him. Um, but super nice guy. He never goes into a game too serious. He's always joking with the competitor. Whenever I like, when I saw him at Origins three years ago, and he lost in the finals game, he was just having the time of his life. He didn't care that he was in the finals and that he lost. Uh, he was joking with the guy and I just, PJ's a super cool guy. Um, but Matt, you're definitely up there as well. No offense to anything I just said, but, um, I just, the problem is I wish a lot of us live closer together. (laughs) The problem is we're so spread out from one another that we can't like Kane, I've met you once in like the two years that I've met you (laughs) and it was only for like (laughs) two days. And it was only like a, like a couple hours those yeah, two days. <laughs> exactly. Like I was there all day that Friday, but then I did go down that Wednesday or that Thursday night just to say or see who all showed up and you just happened to be there as well. Uh, so, and I get that that's part of the game. I guess that's kind of a good thing that we're all spread out without the country. But um, I wish a lot of us could get together more. And I think that's going to happen soon eventually once um, we start playing physical clicks again. Um, Matt did ask a couple of the questions, but I'm not going to go through all of them. One of them is, do I listen or do we listen to other podcasts? I do listen to critical clicks because they come up with some ridiculous combinations that I like to um, try out. I do listen to dial H. I haven't had a chance to listen to JSA podcasts or clicks off. Um, i trying to think what other ones Eagle cast was around for a while. Didn't get a chance to listen to them. But, uh, Miles, do you listen to any other podcasts besides us? Um, I just started clicked off last night. Okay. So I've only been playing since, uh, early October. So, you know, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm overloading myself right now with a bunch of stuff, but yeah, I've been trying to find some good, other good podcasts for sure. Kane, what about you? Um, as far as hero clicks, I assume this is just hero clicks podcasts. Yeah, um, yeah, I do listen to uh, Calder's um, Dial H. I do listen to Dial H uh, here and there, um, but that's that's pretty much it. Um, you know, shout out to a couple of the other you know, podcasts like Hero Clicks and uh, Clicks Off and all them. Like, you know, I've, I've listened to them before. It's just uh, <laughs> uh, one thing for me. Like when I was newer and I listened to them, um, they would just like. Just kind of like we do sometimes, like where we just spout off these figures and expect people to know them. And when I was <laughs> new, I was like, I have no idea what they're talking about. And then, and then eventually, like when I got more into the competitive scene, 
they kind of helped me understand the lingo. And then same with Calder. Calder's just fun and has all these games. And then you guys as well. Obviously, I listen to this podcast and um, when you guys started up. And I just, yeah, so I listen to you, those three for sure. Um, more off, I'll listen to us and uh, Dial H for sure. <laughs> Dan, what about you? Yeah, I, I'm going to listen to uh, Critical Clips. I don't have a lot. I mean, uh, I also uh, was, I read the articles on Majestics because. Uh, they publish some good stuff and they don't charge a lot to have access to it. So I don't mind chipping in for that. Uh, another one of his questions is what, what would make you retire from clicks? Miles, what would make you give up the game? Oh, sounds like again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, yeah that's, again, that's, the only reason why I gave it up was the lack of competition and, competent players locally and uh, i was gonna say that's a flex <laughs> you know it's yeah it but with the online i still got to give roll 20 a chance and so yeah i gotta try and figure out how to uh actually start playing that if i'm gonna be going to that tournament physically or online on online okay yeah, so, yeah. that's right you're from oregon yeah. so michigan's kind of a kind of a bike ride oh you're from oregon bro He's from Oregon. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to find because, like, isn't Calder from like Montana or Utah or something? I thought like, like that? South Dakota. I thought or South. Da- so like Calder's closer to you, and then he is to us. So it's like, yeah. Well, it's I live in Utah, and I'm from Oregon. So like, <laughs> so next time I travel to Oregon, well, I hit you up. Salem. I'm from Salem. I'm oh, from Salem. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I'm actually going there this weekend. It'll be pretty fun. Oh, there you go. There you go. Next time I'm in town, I'll hit you up. Um, Kane, what would make nice. you retire from clicks? I'm not gonna lie. If they keep doing what they're doing, right? Like we talked about, <laughs> Hold on. Constantly, they're doing be, I, they're doing a lot of stuff. So you got to be more specific. <laughs> exactly. Uh, that's kind of my thing. Is they're doing a lot of a whole lot of nothing, right? Um, they're, they're we thought they're with the price increase, we thought the sculpts would be better. They're not too much better. Um, and, and I feel like they keep bringing out broken figures. It's gonna suck. I Distribution. I I respectively disagree with that on this set. Like, the sculpts are fantastic. That's this set. This set, right? Now, I'm going to get to my point right here, right now. To answer the question without this beating around the bush, the distribution. That is what will keep me from the game. That's what I, that's when I will retire if the distribution does not get better. Um, with this set, I agree with you, Dan. I think this set is the saving grace. Um, I told you guys before, I'm done buying clicks. And then when this set came out and revealed symbiotes, I was like, I'll, I'll, I, they got me again. But if distribution is not there, I am, and I've said this on the podcast already, if the distribution is not there, I am done with Heroclix. <laughs> you know, it's just, just that, that's what would make me retire, is well, the poor distribution. And I talked about this on the Facebook Live the other day. I, I think the biggest thing is, too, like you hit it kind of on the head, is that when you buy a booster, the second you open it, you lose money. Like, there is no making money in this it's game. True. Yep. I feel like in Magic and Pokemon there is there are ways to make money, but the cost of a booster is not worth the figures, especially when you pull like just when you pull a rare, and even when you pull some super rares, it's just it's not worth it. It's it's you're you're better off just going to a website or on the Facebook marketplace and just buying that super rare that you want rather than take the chance on it getting in a booster. And, and and that would totally be fixed, I think, with the two chase decays and constant like rarity pools. Like, let's just let's just get on it. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. Dan, what would make you retire I, from I, Hero I, Clicks? I, 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 mm, I don't know. Uh, probably just, I guess that'd probably be the biggest thing for me. Was like if I wasn't. What was like, it? If I wasn't playing and I wasn't like enjoying the game. Um, I probably would quit. I mean, I don't. I don't carry like a large stock of clicks anyway. I'm pretty particular, so like I don't. I don't. I'm not like hurt as much. Uh, like by I like I don't hold on to a lot of stuff, so it would be a lot easier for me to get out. It, mainly, it's just like boredom. Like obviously, if I if I wasn't playing and I wasn't enjoying it, I would probably just cut it and be like, all right, well this 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 isn't doing me any good, so there's no point in spending this kind of money for something that I don't really enjoy anymore. Like that's the thing. I still get enjoyment out of clicks, yeah. so that's I'll, that's why I keep playing it. So. Uh, my short answer would be if they make boosters $20. I think that's going to be my um, I'm done. Because then you're looking at like $400 for a case. Yeah. It's already at like 150 bucks, And I just can't fathom spending $200 on a brick. And when you're not getting in kane you said when you're not getting your money's worth and you're like they're upping the price but not giving us anything more the sculpts are a little bit better right. yes right but you're not getting anything more besides that if they maybe started throwing in um more team-up cards or more objects in the boosters like better better nah. ways to make the money worth it then we could talk but it's just if they up it because they, I feel like they've increased the price three times in like the last two years. Yeah, like it's like I, it I was agree. it was a steady like fourteen ninety nine for a while, and then it just kept going up and up and up. And I get that when you're doing like a bigger set with colossal figures like Avengers Infinity, uh, Superman Wonder Woman, uh, uh, Dark Phoenix Saga stuff like that. I get that because it's more plastic and stuff like that, but. When you're still getting five-figure boosters, there should be no reason why you're upping the price to now $18. When I first started, boosters were seven ninety-nine. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but that was, that was what, what was what, 2002? Yes. You were only getting four figures. Was, the sculpts weren't nearly as good, but, I mean, it's yeah. doubled, like, since the game has doubled in price in the last 15 years. Well, yeah, I'm just expected, saying, but... If you take it on a whole, it's been 20 years... I never try to take it on the whole unless I absolutely have to. Well, that's, you know, that's just, then you're being kind of short-sighted. I mean, it's been, like, the time span of, like, how that increase, if you just average it over, that's not that bad as far as, like, when you compare it to inflation and everything else. Uh, that's- yeah, but that's, that, you're talking just price. We're not, we're not, we're also not comparing quality to, you well, know, the product, like. That's a whole different factor as well. Well, yeah, they could be less stingy with uh, like rarity pieces. I don't know why the like they haven't changed the formula since because whenever, we simply the price. Before. Whenever, <laughs> that's why I, I haven't changed. I, the I, don't, I definitely don't want to get into that argument. It's just like they've had the same. I don't know, like yeah. distribution formula. I don't know when the last time, like when I've come into the game, it's always been that way. So I don't know when it was different because they've like they've changed a few times with like what the rarities were before they had super rares. Like they just had like the, like originally, what was it like the, the like silver rings were considered like the really high end pieces. So it's just, yeah. So it's like, they could just change the formula and allow for more rarities to be dispersed without, I don't think it would really affect market value. Obviously because if a piece is good, it's going to sell. 
it's not going to like, I don't think there's a big enough clicks market where you're going to like flood it. And then, uh, it's going to like draw, like tank the price. So I, I don't really think that's ever going to be a thing. So including like one or two more rarity, like higher rarity pieces or an extra prime or something in a case or a, or a, or a brick, I don't really see as a problem, but that's just them not changing their distribution standards for like, what at least five years something like that so yeah. uh, we're going to speed around through these last one because we still have Kane's media corner we got to get through uh, Matty GL this one's for you he said what team what's your dream team of six players you and whatever five people you choose uh, <laughs> <laughs> a way to dodge that one <laughs> uh, Tyler Spee says why am I the only one that thinks Chase Beast is good I think he's good just maybe a little overcosted for what he does but I still think he's good I'm sure he is going to make his way into the meta uh, I would say his low I would say his low line is pretty like evenly called like he's set, yeah he's four clicks but I mean he offers a lot <laughs> yeah uh, he he had another post here with some more questions. Matty G did. He said, what do you do with your extra figures? I give them to my son or I try to give them away, but half the time I can't ever give them away. Uh, what other games do you play? Really nothing because I'm a dad of two and I have no life besides them. Um, I'll, answer, I'll answer this one real quick. I want to answer this just because oh. anybody wants that play these, they, can play, they hit me up so I can play more people. Um, I'm not going to go down video games. It's a whole different thing. Uh, Digimon TCG. Hero clicks. I'm down. I'm starting to play like 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 uh, um, the cam ones. Like if you guys want to ever do like the live cam stuff, like I'm down to figure that stuff out. Uh, but yeah, did you want TCG uh, Pokemon? Starting kind of get back into that um, PTCGO or just we can play live cam, whatever. And then there was one more that I don't remember, but that's my answers. Carry on. Um, Austin Murray says, "What is your favorite champion made figure, whether it be meta or just casual?" So some of those are, let's run through it. There's Nightcrawler, there is Harley Quinn, there's Sinister, there's Black Adam, there's Stargirl, Flash. Uh, Mephisto. Mephisto. Uh, am I not thinking of any other ones? I mean, I think this is one, which will probably be my answer until I look at a list of them, but the Juggernaut. Juggernaut, um, Tyler Spees, yep, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, um, that one definitely. Maggot's on the list. So I think for me, playability, uh, sculpt-wise, uh, sculpt-wise, I got to go with Juggernaut. Juggernaut is like the greatest, one of the best sculpts I've ever That's seen. Um, Mr. Sinister and Black Adam are close second and third. Uh, I would probably say my favorite is just, I want to say Nightcrawler just because he was dumb, good. But yeah, I'll probably say Nightcrawler. Uh, Miles. What's your favorite, maybe playable figure out of those, or sculpt play or sculpt wise? The Juggernaut, yeah, that Juggernaut House of X is yeah ridiculous. Yeah, and I don't know I, if Tyler like helped with that sculpt, but whatever he did or Wizkids decided, like it was just a great job overall. And then Maggot too. I can't believe we actually got a clicks of Maggot because I was a huge fan of him when he first came out in comics back in what three or so. Yeah. Yeah, shout out to that color scheme. Maggot, Maggot's a good choice. It's a good one. Dan, what about you? Uh, probably Black Adam. Honestly, he's just like yeah, I, he just did a really good job, and he's not like overtly complicated. He just has like a couple good powers and just or like traits or whatever, and just good stats and power choice. I was like that 
just easy, like nicely designed figure without making it overly complicated. The funny thing is, the one thing that was holding him back was he did not have willpower or indomitable. Guess what? Now he does. Wait, what do you mean? No, I'm talking about the new one, the 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 the, the prime. Oh, the he wasn't a. Oh, he was, wasn't he? he? Was that's right? He was. I was thinking Again, the. It was him. It was him. Shazam and Billy Batson. Yep, I'm thinking of the old one with the lightning bolt. I can't oh, that remember. one's that one. That one's interesting. But I, I Superman. Oh yeah, I just like the the new one. I just the design was like simplistic, but like fit very well to a T, and I just I just liked it. So I forgot all. Yeah, about it's it. like floating down. It's really cool. Um, Matt. Matty G said, are you going to play in Online World? Going to try. Dan is also going to try as well. And then Justin Hafford said, do Miles. you think Eternals will have... Oh, Miles, you're going to try too also, right? Yeah, I don't think I'm going to get very far since I'm determined to make Isaiah Bradley work. <laughs> but yeah, I'm going to give it a go. <laughs> um, and then Justin Hafford's the last one says, do you think Eternals will have any surprise meta units? I can't make that call because I know nothing about Eternals or the I haven't seen the movie, so I just know nothing about what any of those characters would bring. Um, uh, who does I have? Go ahead. I'll say, does Angelina Jolie play Cersei? No. Okay. Who does she play? No. Athena, I believe. Athena. Yeah. Yeah. She'll, she's a. Th- she'll probably have something funky, but I just I I don't know what to expect from this set at all. I think I, just considering ahead. like other small like grab feeds like where we had like Star Trek where you had uh, what's his name the Prime that was and oh, the regular Q. that was just bonkers yeah so yeah I, you could it just anything can happen so I don't see a, a a a problem with that being a potential where you could just yeah you could totally have something that's just bonkers good out of the grab feed um, from seeing the movie and everything if they don't screw it up the answer is yes okay. So. <laughs> Like, Icarus is supposed to be Superman-level power, so they should make him pretty darn good. All I'm right. not even... T- yeah, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now we're going to get into our new segment that Kane just sprung on me last week. Mm-hmm. And I actually have an intro for you this time, Kane, so sit tight. Hit it. Uh, here we go with Kane's Media Corner. All right, but I am going to take over the subject on Kane's Media Corner because it is a subject that we can all talk about. And that is, I'm sure a lot of us saw this, Shang-Chi was on Disney Plus this weekend. So I took... It's not just this, like, it's just on there, which is great, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So I I took full advantage of that and watched it, I believe, Friday night. In fact, I was doing my live stream on Facebook, and then somebody, uh, Matty G, mentioned it to me. I'm like, well, I guess I'm cutting this stream short. I'm going to go watch Shang-Chi <laughs> now. Um, no excuses. And so, overall, we're not going to get into uh, yeah, so I was going to say, what, what, this is spoilers. What, 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 this is spoilers. Okay, yes. So, this is spoilers, but if, I do want to say, has Miles or Dan watched it yet? Yes, they all. Well, yeah, Miles I've, I've hasn't, but his dad spoiled I everything not, for him. Uh, my, my dad ruined everything for me on it. Uh, when I was talking <laughs> no. So this will mostly be about this will mostly be about Shang Chi, pretty much all of it. So if you 
have not seen Shang-Chi. I disagree, but carry on. End the podcast right now. We'll see you next week. Go to Wait, 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 wait. hold on, hold on, Adam. You're you're hijacking Kane's media. I am. Hold on one second. No. Everybody that's here that hasn't jumped out, I'm going to give you two things real quick before you go. All All right? right, Now, before we get into the Shang-Chi, I'll keep it short and sweet. Go watch League of Legends Arcane on Netflix. Um, Phenomenal art. Amazing story. Amazing characters. Um, I I don't know if anybody expected less from it, but Arcane is an amazing show. Um, they are re- they're releasing the episodes in segments. Uh, there's six episodes out. I haven't double checked. I'll know next week um, how many episodes are supposed to be in the season. Uh, but it's looking really, really good. So if you um, if you're a fan of League of Legends and you haven't checked it out, go do it now. Um, if you like anime in general, or animation style, if you like Castlevania, anything like that, this anime is or this animation is phenomenal. So go watch it. Arcane on Netflix. Check it out. Um, and then if you like playing Mario Party, the new Mario Party's out, and you can ruin friendships with that. Uh, if you want to do that, go play Mario Party. That's it. Let's go to Shang Chi. All right. What we got? So again, if you don't, if you haven't watched Shang Chi or Sean Chi, uh, go to Disney Plus. Check it out. It's a great movie. If not, we'll see you next week. Um, anyway, so I thought it was a really good movie, better than I expected. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I. Th- feel like like i said i'm still gen one pokemon we had that conversation last week yeah <laughs> so i'm still working my way into it uh really i thought the mo- the the movie was good uh for some reason yeah. to me the first 15 minutes did not feel like a marvel movie i don't know why right. i was watching it and i'm like this doesn't feel like a Marvel movie at all, and then no, we, it was it was it was great. I love I, lo- I actually love yep. that. Like, it's such a nice like breath of fresh air. I'm like, oh, well, I say, and then we got to the bus scene, and then it was like, okay, Marvel movie, we're back, we we're back. Like, yeah, yep. it was just the first 15 minutes just felt odd for some reason. Well, I don't know why. You you want to know why? Yeah, I'll tell you right now because they haven't done it in a long time, and what it was. Is they set it into reality. They 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 rooted into real life. And and, yeah. and I, before everybody yells at me, I understand Falcon and Winter Soldier. That's a show. Whatever. I'm talking about the movies, right? They haven't done that in a while in the movies where they get to know the characters right off the bat and they're just human. They humanize them. They that they're just people like us. And just like you said, right away, as soon as he starts getting ready to fight, okay, boom, we're back in the MCU because it takes away that everyday Joe Schmo thing. So. Yeah. And in in San Francisco, like that's just that's how it is. Like I, I was listening to another podcast about people reviewing the movie and who live in San Francisco, and they're saying like the street corners, the bus, the karaoke, like that's what people do in San Francisco. And like, it's like it's like it just and life was it. back to normal. Like it was after the snap, so everybody was back. They never really mm-hmm. talk about if Shang Chi was one of the snapped people. Um, right. So that's that's going to be kind of interesting. How, moving forward how they deal with like the snap because like even his dad like was he part of the snap or was he uh, immune to it because of the 10 rings uh but did they just make shane she like one of the most powerful <laughs> people in the marvel universe because i feel like that end scene with dweller in the darkness might have put him over the top mm. over a few people <laughs> first of all like, the fact Dweller in the Darkness is a thing, that's pretty freaking cool. <laughs> yeah, that was cool, because he's, like, a lesser-known Marvel character. I, they they really, they really like, adapted his visual appearance to be a lot different, but I'm okay with yeah. it. I was like, you know what, it, it, they made it I work, and I, w- I was with it at, at the end. I was like, you know what, I'm okay. That's, that's okay. Yeah. 
The, I so. mean, the last la- last section of this movie was like anime, which is pure anime. Yeah, like it was just good, like Dragon Ball Z powering up and yeah, fighting the dragon. <laughs> they're not like Infinity Stone levels of power, so I don't really think no. he's like he's definitely not. Like, he's strong, but he's still human. Well, so just the I fact don't... that he like put those into the Dweller of Darkness and basically like did a blender inside the guy. <laughs> Yeah. Well, he did. Yeah. Like, if, if you notice, he did the same trick his mom did originally. Like when her and like her, what his mom and his dad like sparred or whatever. I'm pretty yeah. sure that, that was her trick. So maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I, I haven't rewatched it yet, but I do. I do know. Like, I don't know if he's completely OP because I know his dad like had so many, so much time learning what the rings can do. Um, so I feel like they're going to be able to power scale him that way if they choose to, to be like, hey, he hasn't trained too much with the ring, so he doesn't know everything yet. Yeah. Um, but I, I think, and I won't go too much into it, but I there are hints of this movie connecting to Eternals in a way, um, which is very interesting. Um, but we, we, it's kind of like back in the day, right? We don't know what that Captain America connects to this or does that or how much it really means, how much um, Age of Ultron really does affect the MCU. And I feel like Shang-Chi, Eternals, I think we're getting those movies again where right now they're great, all like so many theories, but we don't know what they actually mean to the MCU yet. So well, that, I mean, that and it's like... Uh, they're, they said that they're they're going to connect everything between the TV shows and the movies, so I think that they... I don't know. I feel like they've gotten to a point where they can definitely do a lot of... Like, the little threads in the movie, like, where it was, like, Emil Blonsky or whatever fighting Wong, which was... That was pure hilarity when they were in... Uh, was that supposed I, to be Abomination? That yes. was. That was that was Emil Blonsky from, okay. the Incredible, from The Incredible Hulk. It was great. I was, just, I was like, oh my. They... Like, that little thread... From way back in, what was it like 2006 or something when that movie came out? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. that was great. Like, I lo- like it was just a little Easter egg that you know it was like this. Cool. Didn't have to be a lot. Yeah. I mean, it was just it was neat. So. Um, yeah, I'm glad they figured out how to put Wong in there. I'm, I'm I, really happy with that. I feel like we've been talking a lot now, Miles. I know you didn't watch the movie, but what did you think of the spoilers that your father did? Oh, when, once I heard Abomination, I was, yeah, I was excited because, yeah, I was a huge fan of that movie, me and five other people. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you did, if you, no, I mean, I liked, I liked the movie. I mean, I thought, I thought Norton's portrayal of, uh, of Bruce was actually really good. I mean, I still like, I still like Ruffalo, but I don't know, like Norton just. He looked it. old. You know, what was that? Ruffalo look old. I mean, I know he's not what he Ruffalo used to be, old. but holy cow, did he have the gray hair going on in that one scene? I, I'm wondering if they're doing that on purpose, right? Yeah, I think like, he did like that on purpose to like si- simulate the like the time difference or like the time change. Okay, yeah, he I just, think I, he just because like, everyone we have to, you have to understand like he was Professor Hulk. He wasn't. He didn't. Ch- he he was Professor Hulk. Like he had completely went from human to the Hulk. Like, like, you know, and so now we see him human again. It's like, what's going on? It's like yeah, very interesting. That's kind of confused me because I'm like, when did this happen in the timeline? Was this before he turned into Smart Hulk or did he figure out how to turn back into normal Bruce Banner? Well, what's interesting real quick, like, to, to, to so let me answer with that. It's we're going to know in She-Hulk, right? We're going to know in that series. So we don't, we don't know now, but we're going to know in She-Hulk. That's how they do that. But what I find very interesting, and I have to go back and rewatch it. 
they don't really talk about time, like where this is placed. They don't talk about how they, they just like normal. Right. So I don't think this is right after the snap. So this is obviously going to come after she Hulk. So I think this is already sometime in the future before. Um, yeah. I think, I think this is like post, like post snap, like post end game. Like, I feel like yeah, it's like, more, I, like, I think it's more like where, like in a similar time, like where, like stamp is like Falcon winter soldier. I feel like that's right. where it lands. Well, Falcon Winter Soldier, I think, was like right after Snap. I think this is probably like maybe two to five years afterwards. After that, like maybe oh, two really? years. Oh, I think five years is another is a significant jump. But I think another two years after Falcon Winter Soldier, after She Hulk, I think this is where Shang Chi is going to sit. Yeah, that could be the case. I don't know. Like, I just can't. I can't. There was no like obvious gimmies to be like, oh, this is where we're at. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. I do love yeah. how they're still trying to make a joke out of the Mandarin because if you did watch it, yeah. the Mandarin. Yeah. From Iron Man three Whoa. does make an appearance, which yeah, but they, I, I thought that was it's I so it was, good. I love it. Was great. It was yeah. like a nice little Easter egg, and they didn't like they did their own gag about it, and I thought that was great. And then, but they still did. I feel like they did Mandarin like his father in a very good way. Like I thought they Dude, really like they gave, they gave him some depth. They didn't just like yeah, typical bad guy. I was like, I still I think. I, I, the guy that played the original Mandarin in three would have made a great bad Mandarin character. Yeah, but he, he t- like, I don't know, man. Like, yes, I would agree. But the fact that they did what they did, I think just is a great payoff. Like tra- this guy playing Trevor Slattery, who was just an actor and yeah. he's just like, I'm so good actor. And he's like, it's, it, I don't know. I agree with you. That actor himself could have put- portrayed a pretty good Mandarin, but then we would have got the whole, like it would have been a whole different thing. But I do I like, like that yeah. they took a spin on it and it, did a really exactly. good job. I, and I liked that they connected it to like because like, yep. I'm pretty sure Shang Chi is the son of the Mandarin, if I'm not mistaken, like comic accurate wise. So like yeah. they still they still connected all the right threads. So I mean, <laughs> I, I don't, I'm I like what they did. I thought it was I thought it was good. Like it was just you guys, it, was, it, was uh, nice, it was a nice change of pace. Did you guys watch the one shot All Hail the King on? Uh, the the post yeah, that was a really good one shot. Yes, really good. Yeah, if you guys haven't watched it, it's on Disney Plus. It's the one shot right after Iron Man three. What was that? I'm pretty sure the Hulk scene is relatively right after it because I yeah Bruce Banner had his sling in his arm, his arm in his sling. So yeah, yeah. it was. That's right. But that that's why I feel like it's before. I don't know. No, but even if his arm, no, even it, if his it, arms in the sling, it has to be after Endgame because Hulk's arm was messed up at end, after Endgame. Right. Yeah. But from I, using yeah from snapping. Yeah. 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 But what I'm Which saying, like, what, what we saw, and I'm praying it's the Maestro. I want to see Maestro on the big screen so bad. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> I'm just. I'm still. I'm still shocked that Eternals is even dabbling in the like cosmic level thing. I it's cool. It's just I never thought we'd get there. I was like cuz I like all that stuff, so I'm just amazed that they got there. I was like even the fact that they're bringing up like uh what was it the not the t- Eternals, but the like the Celestials and all the other shenaniganry associated with that. I'm like, yeah, I never thought we'd get here, so I'm just happy. You, I'm just happy to see it. You tell me when you can go watch it and give me the theater. Give me everything. I'll buy you your ticket. 
I, I'll buy you a ticket oh, just I'm, so you can I'm go watch it. Get, I think I'm it's really good. Paid. I'm not. I'm not like a poor. Son, you know, I'm not a poor person. <laughs> and I'm not as poor <laughs> as I have been. So like, I, as soon as I can, I will. I just it's right, work's been work's been busy. Like, oh, I, that's good. I do good. feel like Marvel keeps doing this one little. Um, I don't know what you want to call it, but like they always have the main character and then the quirky sidekick. So they did that again in Hero Shang Chi because he's got his little sidekick best friend, which is kind of like which with they were friends. Yeah, that's great. Which is kind of like with um, with Ant Man and that one guy that is always like telling the story in the background, which is great. We got Spider Man and his best friend. Uh, I forget his name. We've got. I feel like Darcy. Is it Darcy from? Yeah, Thor? you're right. Like, it, there's always like this funny sidekick that always has to be hanging around, which that is Marvel. They're they're, they're really good comic at relief. Com- comic relief, but I feel like it's kind of like with if anyone likes the Alien movies, it's always a female protagonist uh, in every single Aliens movie. I've never seen a, an Aliens movie with a male protagonist. So you got. I feel like they had what was it? They had like multiple protagonists in the in the last one, uh, was the, whatever the heck that one. The like la- it was really weird. I couldn't follow that movie at all. But which one, Pro- uh, Prometheus? Covenant? Yeah, that that one was just. It's always. Um, I mean, I don't have a problem with it. First of all, before I get anyone yelling at me from the other side of the radio, but it's always a female. Like, and they're one of the one movies that started that with Sigourney Weaver. Like, and she was a badass in all those movies. But then, like in, uh, so it was Aliens. Alien, Aliens, Alien Three, and then we had Resurrection with had which had Winona Ryder and Sigourney Reaver, so another two females, and then we had Alien versus Predator, which we had another one. I don't remember Requiem, but I feel like there was another female protagonist, and then we get into Prometheus, which is another female one, and then we had Prometheus. Um, was it Covenant? Something like that, but again, it was another female one. It's like it's okay to do that, but switch it up at some point. <laughs> well, the new Predator movie is actually going to be with a female lead that they just finished filming as well. Did they? Because I know the last one we had Arnold, we had Danny Glover, uh, we had the one guy Adrian Brody from Pre- which I really liked that Predators movie. I thought that was a great. Oh, I did too. I thought the first time I watched it, I didn't like it, but then I watched it again. And I was like, this is actually a really good, like callback to the original one. I mean, it's basically script for script, word for word from the original where they just keep getting, they're in the jungle, they get picked off, blah, blah, blah. But I thought they did a really good job with it. Um, I never watched the newest predator one, but I feel like that yeah. one had a female protagonist as well. No, it was, uh, it was, um, it was a guy. Okay. I don't know what his name is. Yeah. Um, but this new Predator, I think it's called Prey, and it takes place like 300 years from the original Predator with a female uh, Native American as the main lead. That's right. But again, I have no problem with that. I just wish they would formula. That's the word I was looking for. Just switch up the formula a little bit. We don't always need that quirky sidekick. Like even with, um, uh, what was it? Like uh, Thor Ragnarok, we got Korg. <laughs> I mean, he wasn't in the whole movie, but... Um, it was, and he uh, ruined it. Korg's supposed to be a serious character. I did not like the take on Korg in that movie. Yeah. Speaking of Korg, kind of like a little rabbit hole. I did watch Free Guy 
last weekend because uh, what's his name? That actor, he's or the the director from that. He's a, a big, not a big part of that, but he's one of the, he's the boss in the real world for Free Guy, which was an interesting movie. I mean, it was. I mean, that movie was fantastic. Like, I, I, it's, it was just like visually, it was of, amazing. <laughs> it was all of pop culture just like rolled up and like woven together and then stretched out. It was great. I was like, this is cool. Yeah, but um, anything before or anything about Shang Chi before we end here? Now, is it Shang Chi or Shang Shang Chi? Shang Chi. Shang Chi, not Shang Chi. No Shang. I wasn't the biggest fan of his sister. To be I thought she was yeah, I thought she was badass. I thought she was cool. She was badass, but maybe it's just because well, what, I didn't know who it was. Like I've never seen her before. And, and I think that's what adds that that kind of like that coolness to it. My my thing is is that you get this this character who wasn't really in the spotlight. Sorry, my my headphones died, so I don't know what happened. So I'm sorry if I'm coming through pretty bad, but. The, I'll, I'll make it quick. The character is co- really cool. Um, it's very sad because like she completely, she completely doesn't really speak to her father, or her father doesn't speak to her. I don't think once in the movie, which is very sad and kind of put, puts his character into perspective. Um, so I, I think she's really cool. But my overall thoughts before we go is just this movie was great. I think it has a great cast, great diversity, um, and, and you know, probably thirty minutes into the movie. We haven't really spoke that much English. Um, it's mostly just um, Mandarin, and like it's it, it, it really adds a nice uniqueness to the MCU that um, that we haven't gotten in a while. So one other I liked thing, it a lot. One other thing, and I, I try not to get on the negatives. It is overall a really good movie, and I feel like we're nitpicking at this point. But I'm I'm kind of tired of the whole at the end of the credits, Shang Chi will return. The Guardians of the Galaxy will return. Like Iron Man will return. It's like we get it. They're I mean, that's just they're, like they're going to be around. I mean, that's just a throw to most comics. Like most comics, at the end, do something to that effect. Okay. It's not bad. Like it's just the it's just a nice little. I don't know. I feel like they do a lot of like little things to try to stay true, like somewhat to the comics. Like obviously, they're not as sticking like one hundred percent to it, but I feel like they try to like at least like tip their hat a little bit and can you guys remind me the end credits i know the first one is wong coming through the portal and saying hey both you guys we need you which wong does not need the sidekick i'm gonna just throw that out right she's just part of the mcu now but what was the end scene again with dr banner and captain marvel so so i believe I'm kind of mashing them together. So the scene with Captain Marvel and them were saying that they're part of the thing now, and that I think the rings were calling somebody. I think that was right. There's a beacon inside the rings, and they're calling somebody. I have no idea what that is referencing. Yeah, Um, I I honestly. Oh, well, because the rings are technically from another. Well, in the in the comics, the rings are from another like planet or something like that. They're like they're alien technology. Technically, I'm pretty sure. Right, hold on, let me like double check this. Because uh, yeah, I remember because he said, "Don't do that, Dan. Don't do what? that." He, he doesn't want spoilers. Don't, no, it's, just, it's like it's like comic history. It's not. It's, like, it's not I, I'm just saying, if you you may, if you're not careful, you may see spoilers for Eternals. So just be careful. Oh, I don't. Really, it's that's not oh. a big deal, honestly. It's like yeah, I just no. I'm looking at like the Marvel wiki page, not the not the like where they appear in. Not in Wikipedia. 
but yeah, that was, I've said my piece. Yeah, if it's gonna be, yeah, let's just not dive down that yet because for people that haven't seen Eternals too. Uh, well, basically, basically, at least comic wise, the rings are from like another planet. They're from they're they're like from a different alien race, and that's so. I don't know if that's where they're going with it or if they're going somewhere else, but that's like comic wise what they were. Okay, but yeah, so yeah, I have no idea. Maybe, and I don't know. It's gonna be very interesting because usually with those final end credit scenes. I know what they're talking about. And this one, I just have no idea what um, is going on. But it'll be interesting to see um, how they tie that in. I've been waiting forever for Adam Warlock to show up. So i that's the one thing that I, when I was in Oh, they, Gar- picked, they picked him. <laughs> the actor you're talking about? They picked him. I was like, oh, they, that was, yeah. that was like, you, they, okay, like casting, solid choice. Solid choice, but, that, by the way. When I watched Guardians 2 and they showed that, I was like, in in the theater, I'm like, Adam Warlock! I know who that is! Like, it's the cocoon! So I'm really excited to see what kind of... And I I, I could have swore that Adam was going to come at the end of Endgame because he's the one, I believe, in the comics that killed Thanos. But And I know he was a big part of the Infinity War and stuff like that. Like, I was 100% accurate that, or 100% sure that Adam Warlock was going to be in either Infinity War or Endgame. And he never killed was, Thanos. He just, like, I don't know how to put it. He made Thanos realize that him assembling the Infinity Gauntlet was, like, the wrong decision. Yeah. Basically, like, at, least, at least I think in the original Infinity Challenge series from, like, the 80s, I think, was when that came out. I think. I, Everything pointed to him showing up like, oh, he's the keeper of the soul stone, blah, 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 blah. Like, he's going to be in it, no problem. And he's still incubating in a <laughs> a cocoon somewhere. So hopefully he'll show up. I think he was confirmed he is in Guardians 3, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, because they cast Adam or Will Will Porter or Coldier or something like that. The guy from the role. Meet the Millers? Was that the movie? Yeah. He was yeah. He was also... I, in, I feel like he was in a few other things too. I feel like he was in Breaking Bad too. I could be wrong. Uh, uh, let's see. He was in The Maze Runner and uh, The Revenant. Uh, we, yeah, We Are the Millers. Don't know if he was in Breaking Bad. Maybe he was not. Okay, he was, was not. Yeah, one of those uh, popular memes that is going around. <laughs> you got paid $5,000? You guys are getting paid? <laughs> yeah, that's like the biggest uh, or one of the biggest memes around right now. But, alright. He looks completely different. Yeah, he like bulked the hell up for this role too. But yeah. Adam Orlock is a pretty bulky guy. Uh, but that is going to be our show. We're going to end it there. Miles, I want to thank you for showing up tonight. Congratulations on the Ghost Rider again. Hopefully you can play him at an event sometime soon. But um, we'll see what kind of fun stuff you can win in this month's Patreon. We, sh- we should, not hopefully uh, you should be getting that in the mail here soon that I sent you. That's right. Um, I would like to give a personal shout-out thank you to Miles. He is actually going to be contributing to next month's patron and he is actually donating a chase gorilla grod to the channel so miles thank you so much for that oh good thank you yep oh yeah. appreciate, appreciate the contribution it's always nice 
So next, yeah, and if I, my name rolls it and I win it, this roll it. <laughs> well, and that's what I joked about with Roberto because he's the one that actually got the boosters from Glass Candle. Like, if you win, should I give them back to you or should I just re-roll? He's like, yeah, just re-roll. <laughs> like they've already been in my possession. If there's something good in there, oh well. But yeah, I would laugh really hard if uh, if you, if for some reason if you win that and I re-roll and you don't win something else, I will send you something else in return. <laughs> <laughs> but no yeah i've been i've been holding on to it and trying to figure it out and i'm like you know it's going for a lot of money i can sell it but it's like you know i'll, I'll donate and let someone actually that wants it well we appreciate that um but that is going to be our show thanks everyone for joining us make sure you check out our patreon like we just talked about at patreon.com backslash clicks got some cool prizes for this month and even better prizes for next month and then make sure you check out our Sponsor at glasscabinethobbies.com. Use code clicksingit, C-L-I-X-I-N-I-T, and you get 5% off your order. And as soon as Empire hits the shelves, he will be doing those cakes, cake, cake breaks, case breaks, which I've always had pretty good luck on. So thanks again for joining us out there. Make sure you're staying safe. And as always, keep clicking it. <laughs>